0: Welcome to the Lin Sanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Lin Sanity podcast, We're part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And before, Yes, yeah, just want to give a quick shout out to all the content that we have going out there right now uh, with uh, you know the, the network. That's it's it's very much incoming, folks. You know, with Alex talking about the NBA, Zach getting into movies. Um, you know, I know he he's drafting up some stuff, uh, but he's he, he's basically like Brett Favre out here. He's retiring every five seconds, and then retires another five seconds. So, uh, maybe maybe Zach Griffith can actually play for the full year here. Uh, you know, but we'll see. Uh, there's plenty of stuff that is available uh, for everyone to listen to and check out. Um, you know, and then obviously the Lynn Sandys, you can follow us week by week. We we have breakdowns of all the news that's going on. There's so much news this week, you um, know, in, in terms of coaching and and uh, what what kind of, you know, what these games mean. And, and now with, you know, just being a little bit over the second half, Bryce, I think we're going to be able to cut some games here. You know, I think at first you and I like to be able to kind of really evaluate the first eight weeks or so. And then when it comes to like this next stretch of games, you know, we want to keep people in a place where it's like, we don't want you to have to sit there and hear us talk about three and six with no implications. We want to hear, you know, we, we, we want to be able to give the audience, you know, storylines that they can follow, not only for the rest of this week, but even for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Look, look, we want to talk about the teams that matter. We want to talk about the games that matter. You know, we don't want to talk blowouts. We're here to talk about good football. We see bad football makes me not want to talk about it unless of course you've made our beloved get the sack
0: candidates. Yes. Yes. And that is, that is where the, the bad football will come in play here. But you know, Bryce, I don't really know if um, bad football is the right way to describe this situation we're about to talk about, but uh, the Indianapolis Colts uh, this week uh, have made some monumental changes to their franchise uh, by, by taking out, uh, Marcus Brady a couple weeks ago uh, and then moving uh, towards a direction of firing Frank Reich a week later. Is that correct? A week later. Yeah. A week later. And then they they let him go. Uh, and then they brought in out of the blue Jeff Saturday, apparently has been consulting with the franchise for quite some time. Uh, he's been on ESPN. He's now the Indianapolis head coach. Um after just extremely limited experience here. Uh Bryce, I guess before we kind of dive into this and then get into the, you know, uh, what what kind of was your thought when you saw, you know, we're we're gonna talk about the Reich part of this later on in the show. But when you're talking about the Saturday part of this, what's going through your mind? Well
1: so me, me and Zach Griffith, we we were having a tough day. Uh well, no, nah, that really, wasn't a tough day. It was a long day. We decided to go grab some lunch. we were sitting in Famous Dave's in the booth, you know, just trying to enjoy some good barbecue. However, uh we we got the uh, tweet sent to us in our lovely group chat that we have with all of our college friends that Jeff Saturday was becoming the interim coach, and I I'll be honest, I thought it was fake and. You know, and Zach clicked on my phone, and he's like, "No, that's Schefter." I was like, "You're you're kidding me, right?" I mean, guy has no NFL or college experience. He's coached high school before. It's great. It's fine. Um,
0: it's hard to justify just, this, right? I mean, it's it hard. It just to seems see- like a
1: glory days poll. But the more I listen, Caleb, the more I'm softening on it, though. Jeff Saturday finally had his first presser today by himself, because let me tell you, the first one with, with Saturday Ballard and Ursae was a complete disaster, huh. complete disaster. Ursay didn't get to talk much. And honestly, he, he was the show today. He did extremely well. I think he's gonna get his guys to buy into him for the rest of the season. I, I read a quote from DeForest Buckner, Caleb, that says, came in, we had our first team meeting the energy that he brought, he said, I was feeling it. And other guys were feeling it too. Uh-huh. I, I think that's, I think that says a lot because I think the locker room is a mature locker room I, and maturity doesn't, doesn't translate to, to things on the field. It's some yeah. things it does, but I think that this is a mature locker room that I don't think that they're going to punt on the season. Base, because Jeff Saturday is the interim coach. If they're going to buy in, I think they they will be more competitive. They can compete. Um, I told Zach today, I'm doing it again, Caleb. I'm doing it again, and yeah. you're going to have to talk me out of it. You're going to have to talk me off the ledge that the Colts are going to go into Las Vegas and they are going to hand Josh McDaniels an L.
0: Um. Wow. Um. So so. My- I'll just start with thoughts here in this situation. Um, with Saturday out of the picture, with Saturday in the picture here from the Colts, I just don't understand. There's so many arguments that can be said. You know, okay, our coach is getting the opportunity that they should be getting. Um, I, just, I just don't like the message it sends uh, to your coaching staff. Uh, I don't like the fact that um, you know, and this is a player that, um, frankly, is wasn't even that great as a high school coach. Um, if you want to just think that that resume is strong enough, and and I just think with the Colts and, and this team, like it, it's just a very. Um, I say, you know, it's funny. Uh, it feels like to a certain extent, this team is trying to go back to glory days to make people feel. And I don't know if that's the right decision for your franchise. I don't know how long stands in that honeymoon. And, you know, from the Colts here, I think it's going to come down to how can, you know, I think Saturday should be an eight game coach. And I think you should absolutely reevaluate it. Uh, I, I, and I hope that that's what they, I hope that's what they did. I hope that, um, you know, that they saw this as an eight-game situation. Uh, However, I do not think this is the case. I think Jeff Saturday will be your coach next year. Um, I just kind of think that's what's going to happen. I don't know if I agree with it. That's just kind of what I'm thinking is – that's what I'm leaning and thinking that might happen here. And I think when you're looking at the Colts, you know, I think, sure, they might be motivated to come in there and play Raiders. I just think they're really – they're really broken here, Bryce. They're, they're really coming in here with a lot of problems. Um, and, and, and with this, with this decision to me, you know, it, I guess my thought is what are your thoughts? You know, what, what did you look in, you know, when you thought of this decision, when you saw this decision coming, Bryce, and, and you saw that Saturday was coming in as this coach, what did it say to you about the Colts front office and the state of what's going on upstairs?
1: Well, I mean, it shows that Chris Ballard has no say in in what's happening right now. I don't believe that based on the press conference and you know Ballard kind of mentioning the meetings he's had with, with Jim Marcy, um, Ballard didn't decide that Sam Ellinger will be the starting quarterback. Uh, Chris Ballard did not decide that Jeff Saturday will be the interim coach. Uh, the rumor is, is that he wanted Bubba Ventrone, our special teams coordinator to be uh, the interim. Um, which not a bad choice. Um, just to see what you got. Um, Jim Ursay, I believe, acted alone in these decisions. I think it was telling him, like, hey, this is yeah, this is what you're gonna do. And I also think he told Jeff coming in, hey, Sam's gonna be your quarterback. Now, Ursay, there was a story released today. I think I don't know who wrote it. I don't know if it was Chapel or not, um, but saying that if, you know, Sam doesn't pan out, Matt, Matt Ryan or Foles could be, you know, turned to again. So maybe softening on that a little bit. Wow. Um, Wow. But yeah, I, I don't, I, Ballard has no power. I mean, you might as well fire him. Um, even though I I agree again, Ursay said he's going to stay, but he also said Frank Reich was safe. So I I don't believe anything that I need to see. how you should. You should shakes out.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't think you're going to fire your GM mid season because I I don't think that makes a whole lot of sense,
0: but I don't know if you're, I don't know if putting, I don't know if putting him, what you're putting through makes sense either.
1: No. No, I mean, what it leads me to believe, Caleb, though, is that Ed Dodds, Ed Dodds, who is the assistant GM, he's been with the Colts for a while. He has been a very hot name in general manager searches the past two years. I could very much see Ed Dodds getting a promotion unless they don't want anyone from the Ballard tree. And in that case, if Jeff Saturday isn't the coach next year, I am totally buying that Jeff Saturday is the general manager of the Indianapolis Colts next season. I do. Wow. I do buy
0: that. Wow. So you think there's a chance that he would be the coach for eight games and then do kind of what Bruce Arians is doing, which, you know, movement upstairs and then Jeff find the coach.
1: Yeah. I mean, think, think about this, think about this, what, what better way to understand what you have, but then by being on the sideline and actually coaching these guys. Think about that. I
0: mean, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I just I think what's what could be difficult there is can you be non-partisan enough to you know with get, can your relationship with your players that you're going to build over eight games <laughs> affect you when you're real on the line when you're going to have to make a decision on who to cut because your offensive line's getting overpaid. Or what are you going to do when, you know, the, you're, you need the money to save? I, I, I think it's an interesting, it, it's interesting. I don't, I don't, I didn't look at it from that lens. Um, I I just, I, to me, Bryce, it, it, this was a move that I I, I wasn't, I, I wasn't a fan. Uh, I, I, it's not because I really have, I don't really have anything against or for Jeff Saturday at this point. I just don't see what this move does mm-hmm. for your team right now. And I don't, I don't see why it couldn't have been done after the season. I don't think Reich has been horrible when you look at his entire tenure as, as the Colts coach, at mm-hmm. least you could have done is given him that respect and for Jimmer. And, and, and to me, there's a Jim say argument to this as well. Um, and, and I, I, I just, Bryce, to me, when I look at this, I just think what Jim, I think Jim Irsay has been an absolute joke. I think Jim Irsay is an, is yeah, an absolute joke. But you have to joke. understand, he's a li- of but, he, but I, I think he's, I, at some point, you can't take the man seriously. He's been saying he's been tired of it, Bryce, since Carson Wentz. Since before Carson Wentz. Yes, he has. He's he's trying to convince Colts fans. He's trying to to convince fans like yourself that you have a champion. And let's face it, let's admit it, but let's face it. You've had high hopes for your franchise over the last four years.
1: Yeah. And I think that's, what's frustrating. And, but, but, but Jim's lying time, to you. There's, you, there's, you he's have, lying to you right now, but you have to make a choice. Jim has to make a choice. Either you're going to move forward and believe in your guys or, or we need to, we need to blow it up. We need to tank and we need to start over. And, and I don't know that, I don't know that he has made a choice of that yet. Well, he's saying we're not, we could still make the playoffs. That's not a reality. Uh, see, that's that. And that's my, that's a problem. That, that's a that's problem. not reality. We, right. you need You, When are you going to jump off the quarterback carousel unless you have this grandmaster plan that you are going to throw a ridiculous amount of money at somebody like a Lamar Jackson.
0: And that's your plan. Which I just flat out don't see Jim or ever do. Absolutely not. Ever not. And I'm not just, I'm not, no, don't get me wrong. I'm not just saying that about Lamar Jackson. I'm talking in general. Cause I don't, I mean, who, who are the free agent quarterbacks next? Well, I mean, in terms of, guys that you're probably looking at pursuing here. Uh, he's he's pretty much the top of the cream of the crop right now in free agency. So there it's is going to be. Your options Tom, are very thin if you want to get a veteran here.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be Tom Brady, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Jimmy G, Teddy Bridgewater, Daniel Jones, Case Keenum, Mason Rudolph, Jacoby Brissett, Geno Smith, Joe Flacco, Dalton, Taylor Heineke, Lamar.
0: It's not enough. Yeah, I, it's yeah, not enough. But the problem into, is, I mean, but here's I, the question. Here's the question, right? Like, you know, your, your owner's telling you, you're not going to take, that's what your owner's telling you. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that I, I think you should, right. I think that's kind of, you know, if you lose a bunch of games here, I don't think people should be disappointed because I think that's the way that it's successful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Colts, in my opinion, they need to get a rookie quarterback.
1: I agree. Suck for Stroud, baby. Let's do I, it. I, I
0: just now I saw something today. Matt Miller projects the Indianapolis Colts pick in this draft. Which one? Uh, by the and Matt Miller projects them as the fourth pick in this draft. Fourth.
1: Okay, so you're probably looking at
0: your question is at that point, Bryce. You know the teams that are. I'm going to pull this list up, but the teams that are in this conversation, you're basically saying. Okay, can can you get a can you are one of these teams going to not pick a quarterback? Carolina will probably pick a quarterback.
1: Do you think so? Even though they got Coral,
0: I think Coral sucks.
1: We haven't even seen him play.
0: I don't think Coral's a starter. Okay, I think Houston is looking for a quarterback. Oh, God, come on. You're way too high on Davis Mills. You are. You're too high on Davis Mills. I saw Davis I Mills, saw, Davis I Mills s- is a good spot. He's a spot starter. He's a spot starter. He's like a pit. He's in baseball. You have spot starters. He's you know what I starter. saw today, Caleb? Yeah, go ahead. I
1: saw someone projecting the Raiders to get a top three pick and take a quarterback.
0: Because um, that's, that, that's, that's gonna, because that's gonna fix. That's everything. a beyond disgrace. I mean, that's just incredibly <laughs> even, disrespectful to Derek sense. Carr. But it, you know, anyway, they're, they're, that the just, argument of Jeff Saturday, Jeff Ursay's relation here, I feel like you and I could talk about that for a long time. But there's a lot to get into here. Yes, uh, throughout the week, and, and we'll start off by doing what we typically do, which is doing time action. Uh, Kansas City, the Chiefs win twenty to seventeen on Sunday night in Kansas City. What a, you know, hard fought game. Uh, personally, I, I, I'm just very impressed with the fact that Tennessee stayed in it despite less than 100 yards on the throw. Um, I, I, I think there's some, obviously, some development things with Willis that clearly we're seeing. Um, but sucks. at the same time, Bryce, I, I really don't think he's the reason they lost the game. And no, I but mean, he sucks. Know. I think the entire blame of that game, if you are a Tennessee front office person, how are you sitting there and watching this game comfortably? I think if you had Bryce, if you, it's easy to say AJ Brown because he's a top five receiver, but he was on your team last year. And if you had a guy who was top 25 wide receiver, I would argue you win the game they didn't have anyone separating Robert Woods. I think has really gotten to a point where I just don't know where he's going to be in terms of productivity in his career. And mm-hmm. the other receivers that the Titans have are just simply not good enough wide receivers to be getting the snaps and the plays that they're getting. And the tight end positions a mess, price and in the league and where it's going, the Titans are playing like it's 1960 and it's not sustainable. Kansas City didn't play great, which is a credit to Vrabel, and it's a credit to their defense. But at the same time, you have to be just scratching your head if you're the Titans for how you could lose a game that it like was Tennessee's.
1: Yeah. I mean, I it's just Kansas City, man. They they're just always going to find a way to win. I I time and time again. At Arrowhead, it's a tough place to play. Kansas City just now has had to get it done. You have, they have Patrick Mahomes, and you don't. It's as simple as that. I mean, that's Honestly. how they won, right? I,
0: I would argue that it's, it really is how they it's won. It's
1: really as simple as that. They have the best tight end in the league, and they have the best quarterback in the league. <laughs> and you don't. You have Malik Willis. Right. Who sucks. And I I'm Sorry. He just he sucks.
0: Well, I've seen enough. And the sad part is like... You, if you're Derrick Henry, you can't do much more than that. 115 yards, 17 carries, two touchdowns. It really is a matter of you have to make plays through the air. And I don't know how much Tannehill impacts this game. Does he make a couple throws that put them in this position to to win? I he might, but I I I think you know there there's some questions to Tannehill as well. So I, I just think with the Chiefs here. Where I lean with Kansas City is I'm not necessarily sitting there like, holy crap, I'm impressed with their win, but I'm impressed with the fact that they won a game like this. Mm -hmm. This was a team, Bryce, I would argue if you said two years ago, three years ago, that would not win a game like this. Hard, physical, Unable to get anything really, you know, I think that's the passing stats, price. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think the price, the the stats from passing are incredibly deceiving. I mean, this was a game that really was fighting for yards, fighting for plays, and then just a couple, you know, explosives, you know, and I think for the Chiefs here, the question that, you know, you have to have is can you get enough from your rushing attack? in physical games in the winter to put you over the top. Mahomes got you 63 yards on the ground. I don't think the chiefs need Patrick Mahomes to lead their team in rushing, but I do think that is going to have to get fixed because some team will bite them to the run game and this team can't run the ball. I just don't trust this team to run the ball, Bryce. I really don't.
1: Yeah, but they've, they've proven that they don't need the run game in the playoffs they They are like the exception to the rule.
0: So I, but I just don't. I think you and I would agree though that what travels running yeah, travels. Yes,
1: it it does. It does. But
0: it's Patrick Mahomes, Caleb. It's Patrick Mahomes. I, I get it. I get it. We'll see whether, you know, we'll see what happens. But um, certainly an interesting game to look at. Um, you know, because I do think that Brable does deserve a lot of props for keeping the team in it. But the quarterback situation just wasn't wasn't going to cut it for them this week. Next up. Um, a matchup that, you know, came down to some twists and turns, some potential fumbles, some potential out of bounds and, and missed opportunity, you know, a lot of missed scoring opportunities here between the charges and Atlanta. Uh, but you know, Dicker comes in there, knocks in a kick, Cameron Dicker, uh, kicks two field goals in the fourth quarter, uh, 31 and 37 to advance the charges to a five and three record, uh, over Atlantis four and five, um, Bryce, incredibly gritty win here from the Chargers. I get that it was kind of sloppy, but when you think about the fact that this team really didn't have any passing targets, uh, Josh Palmer had a good game, but this is a different team without Mike Williams and Keen Allen both on the field. Uh, This is a chance to me to to maybe turn some things around here for, for a roster that you and I both thought was incredibly talented and even talented enough to where they could win the AFC West. Mhm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean it's it, for the Chargers, everything from here on out is pretty much a must win. Um because they're right in the middle of the pack right now. I don't I don't think that they're going to win the they're not going to come close to a division title and we picked them to win. Well, you picked them to win the division title. I still uh-huh. felt like the Chiefs were going to Well, no, I, I thought the Chargers were going to be there. I thought they were yeah. they were going to dominate this division. Um, Kansas City, not too far behind, but it's been the complete opposite. So everything is a must win for the chargers right now. uh you know, Herbert after the bye week I think looked a little bit better. I think those ribs are starting to heal a little bit. Um, you know it's just gonna be a week to week thing. Austin Eckler is still a rock star a touchdown rock star. Um, I don't know I, I, I know I know Austin Eckler t- scores a lot of touchdowns. And that, and you know, he's probably the biggest, you know, one of the biggest red zone threats, but outside the red zone, he needs to be better. That is a small criticism I have for him. He is just, he is not that great outside of the red zone.
0: Oh, let let me give you his last three games. 36 rushing, 31 rushing. No, no. Okay. okay. I'm saying 36 rushing, 31 rushing, 47 rushing. Yeah. He really, his biggest game was against the Browns when he ran for 16 and 173. He hasn't gotten over 60 yards except twice this season. Okay. So, so you're on the same page with me. No, I think, well, yeah, I think if the charges want to go far, like we, like you and I thought before, that has, that number has to go up, but is on the offensive line being injured. And how much of that do you think it, you know, if you get guys healthy again, do you think that that number just naturally goes up? Like, that's the question the corners have to face here. I, they've got the talent. Herbert, I think, has shown, you know, I think in, in this game especially, he made some big-time plays on the last couple drives to put them in position to win that game. And, and so there's, there's a lot to, to dive into with the Chargers, and I think they have a great test coming up Sunday night against the Niners. The Falcons here dropping to 4-5. and five, I think this is a win they might look back on, you know, lost they might look back on and say, might, we might need to get that.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, Drake London, that, um, that's that Khalil Mack play. I mean, that's a rookie.
0: Welcome to the NFL type of play,
1: dude. I mean, Khalil Mack, that's why you bring in a guy like Khalil Mack. Right. You know, right. to just rip the ball away from him while standing up. Right. And, but and, yeah, I mean, Falcons, Falcons are not out of this. And yeah, they might need this game. But I mean, that's just growth, man. They were down their two, their two top corners too. I know, I know, you know, the chargers are down, you know, they're two best receivers. So, I mean, you got backups on backups,
0: but did you
1: kind of want a little more out of Cordero Patterson?
0: Well, I just, I don't, I don't know what I, what was fair there. They had 40, they had 40 yards and two touchdowns with him and I, I just think there might the explosiveness might be there, not might not be there. But then again, Bryce, you, this could be a potential get-right situation for him. Uh we're we'll recording this on a Wednesday could night. Be. This, this is a potential get-right situation for him against the, the Carolina defense. Yeah. We could, could see be. Cordero go for 50-60 and, and some touchdowns. And I don't think that'd shock us. So when it comes to the Falcons, um, i think what this team has to figure out is they have to get more downfield passing you're not going to be able to win with your best you know with 27 yards off pits and 23 yards from london and and they're going to have to figure out a way to get some plays on the defensive side of the ball that that puts the offensive positions to succeed i like this team i honestly still think this team will win the the division but they're going to have to buckle down here they need cordero cuz i like picking him up was like a trade deadline move like that's kind of like their deadline move
1: wait did you just double down on them winning the division
0: yeah i did cuz i don't i just don't buy the team that we're going to talk about here in a little bit i don't buy it okay next up dolphins bears Dolphins thirty-five, Bears thirty-two. Dolphins six and three, Bears three and six. Justin Fields, have yourself a day, good sir. One hundred twenty-three yards, three touchdowns, one hundred seventy-eight on the ground, and a touchdown. Um, he literally put the Bears on his back. Uh, refs gave some, in my opinion, some horrible no calls uh, at the end of that. Which contest. they admitted to, by the way, today. Yeah, it, it, it just unbelievable. Uh, Bears really could have had. You know, I, we could be talking about the Bears in a much different light with this win over the Dolphins. Uh, but, you know, here's the thing. You know, Bryce, this is an offense in Miami that is that is absolutely potent. Thirty five. Tyree kill really does have a chance to go for two thousand. He's got one hundred forty three yards and a touchdown. Waddle had eighty five. Uh, the addition of Jeff Wilson, immediate usage there. Um, just what were your takeaways from this? What seemed to be very back and forth offensive showdown?
1: Well, it was fun to follow. They didn't show this on TV and in, in our area, but I mean, this is just fun to follow. Um, Justin Fields, Justin Fields is the man, dude. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I saw the improvements. It was coming. It just needed some time. I know it really hasn't translated into a lot of wins, but Chicago needs to hang on to him. I know there's been talks early in the season of moving off Justin Fields, but you know, you give him time, you give him time, and Justin Fields is discovering, you know, he's able to run a little bit more, um, and and, and pick up those yardages and and pick up those touchdowns. Just feels legit, man. I'm telling yeah. you, he's he's different than than your typical Ohio State quarterbacks. Um, I, you know, Chase Claypool will come along. I think I think that's going to be good for that offense. I know it was a questionable decision, but I think I honestly do. No. Because you yeah. got a guy that's already played a couple of years in the NFL. He's still young. So that way you're not drafting more guys and bringing in guys that's never played in the NFL and that you don't know if we're going to be good or not. I think Chase Claypool's got the body, and he's got he's got the ability to be good. So, I, and I I think it'll be interesting moving forward. Well, Chicago's in a rebuilding year, yeah. And with Miami, look, man, they're just going to throw it all over the yard on you. It's it's how are you going to be able to to limit right. them? I think right. the best way is you got to defensively, you got to keep everything in front of you. Keep everything in front of you. If they want nickel and diamond, you just got to tackle. You got uh, to, to say that's
0: an easy thing to say. I very know it's easy thing yeah, to I know, say. I know.
1: I know. Waddle and yeah. hill—they're slippery. They're fast. I understand it. I what I did not expect though, Caleb, was Jeff Wilson to step right in.
0: Naturally, very naturally, it felt. Really don't think he the McDaniel he connection underrated picture. in that move. Yeah, yeah,
1: I think it is. I think that was a sneaky little move, and and good for Jeff Wilson because he's been screwed now multiple times. He comes in and he always plays well for the Niners, never gets a chance at the starting spot, always gets bumped to the back. They bring in CMC. Right. I, I wouldn't be shocked if it later came out. He's the one who requested the trade.
0: Right. And Respectfully yeah. so. Right. That's not a diva move in my opinion. No, I don't think it is either. He's shown productivity since he's been there. Yes. Um, I, I think to me, Rice, I, my big thing with the Chicago trade, right. Right. Was I don't, the move of getting Claypool showed to me what I think it needed to show to Justin. Like we believe in you. Mm -hmm. Like just because you're three and just because you're three and six, does it mean that we don't see what you're doing? Mm -hmm. And I just think a move like that is not, you know, intended to be something that only helps them this year. I think it really helps fields mentally more so yeah. than even anything that he does statistically. Uh, because I do think Claypool is a talented player. I don't know if Claypool is really good. I just think he's a player that helps them, gives them a nice passing option. I think that helps Fields be confident that they want him to make plays. Um, yeah. I, I just, I really, really hope that ground game could get a little bit better. I mean, I, I don't the wrong Fields had a dominant day on the run, but I don't want to see... 70, 80 yards with this guy behind that offensive line. I got to get the running game going here if I'm Chicago uh, with Herbert and Montgomery. But, um, you know, this Miami team, they're unapologetic about throwing the ball. It's just a matter of if you stop it. Two has looked incredible when he's healthy. Uh, I think really the key is, you know, t- to this Miami team this season, it's really going to be the running game. Uh, I think the passing is going to go away. and uh, not because I don't think they're good at it, I just think it's going to go away when it matters. You're going to have to figure out ways to be efficient on the ground. And, and Jeff Wilson, to me, should be the most encouraging part uh, of this game if you're a Dolphins fan. Next up, a uh, matchup that, you know, I, <laughs> it was interesting. I was thinking about this one forever, Bryce. I was like, you know, what's the, what's the takeaway? What's the takeaway from this game? And, and, and here's my takeaway. Here's my takeaway. Rodgers is done.
1: <laughs>
0: like retire done. He's done. He's done. I don't know if he's retired. To be honest, he might be too arrogant to retire, but he's done like this. I he's done. I mean, he absolutely he's done. He's and the part that the part that I think is ridiculous is how hypocritical he is right now. I mean, you cannot have the, the conversations that you're having on the Pat McAfee show. Get the money that you're making and throw three interceptions against the worst secondary in the NFL. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it, was not, so, it was so funny though
0: I mean you, you I, I, had I'm to like, laugh though I mean um, yeah but like Bryce I mean it was just horrible It was horrible it was bad. His throws were horrible that is, And it had nothing to do with Who was out there at wide receiver The throws were bad And I, I just think Bryce it, I'm telling you I, I, this, It was embarrassing Of Rodgers and, and this was an embarrassing performance. And because here's the fact, Detroit really didn't deserve it when they came. No, they, they were trying either. and trying and trying to give that game away. The, particularly their offense was trying to give that game away. Uh, but just, they just got a little bit of stuff to put them over the top. Uh, Bryce, what were, I guess, what was your takeaway? Were you like, okay, I'm more upset. It's about Green Bay. Is it more on that Detroit? Like, where where do you think? Where what went through your mind here?
1: Um, I I don't know. I just laughed every time Aaron Rodgers threw an interception because, you know, traditionally he owns this division. He owns you know the Bears and and the Lions, who have been you know terrible teams the past decade or so. Um. And it's just funny to see to see somebody like Detroit, who, you know, we thought I'd promised beginning of the season, but we're sitting at one and six, come out and just, you know, win a gritty game. This is a Dan Campbell score right here, isn't it? 15 oh, to nine. Yeah. You know, just a grinded out game where, they, where you know, where they get the win. Um, yeah. Aaron Rodgers doesn't look good. He can blame all the all of his receivers he wants. Did you, did you see the Bleacher Report? Thing come across your screen today? No, I did not. About this? Oh, so apparently some of the young wide receivers in Green Bay um, are disgruntled because Aaron Rodgers continues to call them out. However, Aaron Rodgers did not show up to OTAs this season, while the rookie wide receivers did.
0: As, yeah, yeah, I think they have every right to So
1: if you have a certain expectation, that. if you have a certain expectation right. of these right. players, right. shouldn't you be the ones there, you know, helping them and pushing exactly. them? Exactly,
0: exactly. To be it's ready for this season and let's get areas. after it, you know right. what I mean? Right, right, right. So I... No one talks about that.
1: No one talks talk about, it. about it enough. I mean, like, go on the Pat McAfee show and, you know, spew your BS. So, I mean, whatever you want to do. I mean, but...
0: Come on, man. Come on. Right. I just don't think this is, it, it's, it's just insane just how bad Green Bay is right now. And I, I, the injuries are going to hurt them. There's no question. Uh, you know, Rashawn Gary and and are still not healthy. We don't even know how, how um, healthy Aaron Jones is going to be. No, we don't. Um, I just think this is a team that I, they're broken. I, I don't know how else to say it. They're broken. Uh, this was a game you get right in. Uh because here's your next three. Cowboys, Titans, and Eagles. L L well, maybe L. Tannehill back. L. Tannehill, back Tannehill back. Tannehill back, Tennessee's winning. Tannehill. So L, Tannehill L L back, and Tannehill. And L. So we're going three. L's? So I'll go. So then at that point, that would give them one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight straight losses. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how likely that is, but that's, I think it's fair to say that if someone predicted that they would lose to Dallas, that they would lose to Tennessee and that they would lose to Philadelphia, that is eight straight losses. <laughs> uh, if I'm looking at this, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're probably, I mean, right. it's pretty one, two, three, four, five to eight. That is, that is awful. And I think it's a very real possibility here. And it's a possibility that you and I don't talk about this team for much longer. How about that?
1: No, I, it's very possible.
0: Yeah. Next up, oh wow. Um, I should have uh should have seen how he was doing today. wonder if he got that uh what if he got some ice cream at the New York shop on Tuesday when the Jets beat <laughs> shut the up, Buffalo Bills shut up, shut up. twenty to seventeen. Shut up. I just hope Johnny went crazy on this. Up the, the Jets move to six and three and, and the Bills go to six and two here. Um Bryce, you're gonna bash on the Jets here, so
1: yeah I, yeah, I yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. I on They don't like deserve just... to win this. Oh they don't deserve God. to win this game. This, oh uh, they caught the Buffalo Bills on a bad day. What? Okay. And Josh Allen turned into the Josh Allen that I bashed on for a couple years. What? Uh, two what? Interse- what? Two, two interceptions. Oh, lost come fumble. And three you don't turnovers. Defense, and you don't think that defense had anything to do with
0: it? Three turnovers? You don't, you don't think that defense had anything no, to do with it? No, no. No, no don't,
1: ch- don't change your narrative. Don't change your narrative. Don't you? Don't change your narrative. You don't think the top five defense at anything? Don't, do don't change
0: your narrative. No, I'm not talking, about the, your, I'm talking your, about the Jets. I'm talking no,
1: about. I'm talking no, about. The no, Jets no, I'm Jets talking. Team. I'm talking about your beloved Josh Allen.
0: Yeah, a horrible game.
1: This is your beloved Josh Allen. That's so great that it, that's the semi, second coming of Jesus. That's gonna. That's. Oh, gonna I haven't gone Super there. Bowl No, no, I'm
0: not letting you do that's that. gonna win the I'm Super letting Bowl letting this year. That. No, no, I'm not letting you this do this. Look, that. garbage no, I don't talk about Josh Allen like you talk about Patrick Mahomes like you hold him up to some baby on the altar. Look, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes Thompson, over Josh Allen all no, day long, and it's not close. Here's your here's your here's your problem. Here's your problem. Patrick Mahomes would have won this once game once again. No, he wouldn't have. Once again, the Jets just. Just unbelievable disrespect here. Six and three from the Jets. You know they, they found a way to get this going. You completely disrespected Garrett Wilson. Don't call yourself a fan of Garrett di- Wilson. Oh Eight receptions, ninety-two yards. That was an you're, you're a clown. You're no, a clown for that. No, it was. No, you're, wasn't you're a crazy game, game from him. It was a great game from him. It is a great game. I know. I I expect that from him, though. He's proving to be a number one wide receiver. Yes, I told you. And the running game looks good with Robinson and Carter, which you failed to mention your guy, James Robinson, who I know you like, but you're going to disrespect him because because he's on the Jets. You're going to disrespect him because he's on the Jets. My God. You are. You already have. You have nothing to take away from the Jets win here. This was the seven and a half point underdogs for the Jets. Yeah, the, I, Bills, I Bills, absolutely think the Bills should the have won this The only thing, Bills, the Bills—they they just had
1: a bad game. That was it. I put no stock in this game for the Jets whatsoever. Ah, Are the Jets That's making stuff. the playoffs? Are the Jets making the playoffs?
0: I'm not, not right now.
1: Okay, then I don't care.
0: But I don't think. But I just don't think. I'm not going to say it's out, out of possibility. Then they're cute. Okay, but here's the. Can, can you can here's here's the argument I would. Have. Who's arguing what I have? Not so. I think there's a drop off in the conference after nine teams. Can I mention those nine teams to you in the AFC, please? Sure. Buffalo, Kansas City, Baltimore, Tennessee, Jets, Dolphins, Chargers, Patriots, Bengals. The you next the after in there? Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me finish. Let me finish. The, the Colts, the Colts, Browns, Broncos, Jags, Raiders. Steelers and Houston all have a record of three and five or worse. So each, so when Cincinnati, Cincinnati five and four, and Cincinnati that would be two games up, right? Two games mm-hmm. up over. So my question to you then is: Do you think that any of those three and five AFC teams can rally, and or do you think it's a nine team race? And then you have to say to yourself: Do you trust in the Patriots in the way they're playing right now because I have an answer for you. No. No. I think they got I think they faced a really bad goal, Steve, and they got lucky. Um, Do you you think that the Bengals have found their groove? Do do you trust in the Chargers to be able to find late season success? It's there. I can't guarantee the Jets here, but at some point the race is becoming
1: no, nah, I. It, it I is yes, yeah, yeah. I, it's probably the nine-team
0: race. I'm not buying the Jets though. That's fair. All right, all right. Fair enough. Next mm. up, Vikings Commanders. Uh, they wanted you to get on Taylor Heineke for another. You liked stream. that. Uh and you know I didn't like that. I like uh, that. for Heineke. No, for Heineke. Oh, Heineke, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. For Kirk Heineke. Cousins, I did like it for Kirk Cousins in the Vikings. Which, That's by the right. way, Bryce, Zach. You and I, Bryce, you and I have been right on them We've much been all year. on that Kirk this Cousins. Is, this, is, this is a 7-1 team that I think is legit. I don't buy the luck. They've been, they, this has been a team that hasn't been able to win these close games the last couple of years, and they're winning them this year. They're winning them this year. So don't sit there and call this team not very good or oh so close, and then all of a sudden when they get these wins, don't sit there and act like they're lucky, Bryce. This is a solid football team. They have one of of the better offenses in the NFL, and the defense came out and played when it mattered. I like this win a lot for the Vikings here, and I think there's a chance, potentially with the news here maybe of Josh Allen not playing, that Minnesota has a chance to go 8-1 right now. And I think that's a really strong start to the season, and and like you and I have talked about, we think this could be a team that could have a top-two seed in the NFC.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes. Or uh, Caleb. Yes. I mean, Minnesota is looking legit, um, and they have it, and they've done it without Dalvin Cook having like this blockbuster season. Which you know, I think they need have turned it on. Yeah, that's the thing is I have yet to feel like they've gotten the rushing game to where they want it to be, which is scary as well because that's going to open things up for Justin Jefferson more and Kirk Cousins to make those I, throws. I agree. Joke that Zach Griffith was hating on that dime piece that Kirk Cousins put into Dalvin Cook.
0: Absolute joke. Un- yeah, that was a beautiful That was a joke. A <laughs> was a joke. I okay. agree. Missed I agree. so hard
1: on that. Yeah, I agree. Justin Jefferson doing his thing. Uh, finally scored a touchdown. His first touchdown since Week One. A receiving touchdown since Week One. Thank goodness for that. Um, and I think Washington. I, yes, absolutely. Okay. And I think for Washington. I, you know what? I, I mean, this is just kind of what you are. Let's, let's I, be I agree, you know, Bryce. Taylor Heineke I agree. I agree. is a backup quarterback. Yeah. Okay? He's going to keep you in the game. It. Yeah. He showed it. He threw yeah. the late pick to Harrison Smith that basically put Minnesota back up. I agree. So, I mean, let's keep it in perspective here, guys. Like, I like Heineke. He's fun. Um, it's fun to watch, fun to see the magic come out of him. But let's be real here. Okay. He's going to put you in these games. Yeah, if, yep, if, you I wanna, if you commit to him, if, if you're going to commit to him a as a franchise, like this. yes, but, but I also think that he can get better if you're going to commit to him. There's a difference of, of, okay, th- oh, th- thanks, Taylor. Thanks for, for, for the fun and weeks. winning us some games. All right, right, back to the bench. I agree. I, I agree. No, so, I, know. I and, think and they've got some. Get questions. off of Brian Robinson, please. Look, Ooh. I respect the story. Gibson's the guy. Stop.
0: What do I mean? Eleven for thirty-six is fearing you.
1: I think it's better. I I just I believe in Gibson more than I
0: do Robinson. Here's here's my thing with with Washington. I think I agree with you, Bryce. That this is kind of what you're going to get right now with Washington. I don't think they're going to. I really think they might not get blown out. I think they're going to lose really hard when they lose, uh, really close when they lose. Um, my thing with Washington and I agree, I actually really agree with you. Cause this is where I was going to go with it. Like if Ron Rivera, I, I mean, you can't do this obviously, but I hope internally in that room, Washington is saying, let's try to start Taylor Heidegger for the whole year. Right. Like, I really hope that because yeah. like, I, I think we talk about the upcoming class of quarterbacks and it's very good, but like, Right, I mean, you're watching College Football on Saturdays. There's mm-hmm. a lot of guys that are going to come up, too, in the next couple of years that could be capable of starters. Right. I, to me, I would absolutely say, I agree with you, this season is flat out not worth it for Washington unless they make Heineke the starter full-time next year because you can see the energy these guys play with when he's on the field. Mm-hmm. Curtis Samuel, when he made that play, the energy that he had, He't yeah. had that energy all year. he hasn't had that energy since he's been in Washington. It's right to me it's that kind of stuff, and the defense plays harder. the coaching staff see it seems like their aura is more positive when you're watching it. and I agree with you, Bryce. I think this is a game that you know while they did lose close, to me this this has to show, hey let's let's give this guy a chance because you know, I agree the interception was bad, but I think he kept them in the game. I think he didn't play horrible. And I think you got to live with it. Mm-hmm. Next up, um my gosh, how is he not fired? Uh the Raiders uh losing 27 to 20 over the Jaguars. The Jaguars found a way to finish this game out in the second half, Bryce. This is a young team. They've been struggling with that all year. They finished it out after being down 17 to nothing. Uh, They pretty much just closed this thing out quickly. Raiders only scored three points after the 17 to nothing lead. Um, Bryce, I think it's a good win for a young team that I don't think necessarily is focused on this season. I think they're focused on the long term uh meanwhile for the Raiders here Bryce you and I have been talking about the McD for a while. Uh this is a problem. Your team is too talented, your team is too win now roster dependent for you to be 2 and 6.
1: Oh yeah, and it got worse. They cut Jonathan Abram. Uh this this uh or yesterday. Um this is a disaster in Las Vegas. And I'm telling you, I'm you can book it. I think it's a popular opinion. If the Raiders lose to the Colts at home this this week, Josh McDaniels
0: will be fired. I mean, you it's can, hard to disagree. It's hard to disagree. I'm not going to lie. It's hard to disagree.
1: Like, I, mean, I, I don't even know what to mocking, say anymore.
0: Yeah, people have been mocking the Colts, you know, because of all of what's going on. And then if you lose to a guy that's never called plays offensively, when you're supposed to be a great guru on offense, when you have more offensive talent than the Colts, like it's, it's a very, I agree with you. Like there is a lot of pressure on the Raiders here. And I look at the, and I look at this team and I, I think Bryce, this is too talented of a team to be held back by coaching. Um, Rice, I don't know if this team's over 500. I don't know if this team's over 500 uh, with a different coach. Uh but but you can't tell me uh that they wouldn't be uh four and four with an um, average head coach. Right. They're probably winning like two games. If Frank Reich is have. there. Four and four.
1: I agree with you. I, I cannot I you. wait for the for the stories to come out after he's fired. I just I'm I'm beyond
0: curious. With it's the it's a problem. Yeah, like I it's think. it's it, they're just too talented to be held back like this. And in their game plan, the way they faded away from Adams in the second half, was just absolutely stupendous. Mind boggling. Uh, just so mind boggling in so many ways. Ground game waited too late. Uh, I don't even think Carr played bad. Uh, just no. And yeah. please stop trying to blame Carr for stuff. Right. Right. Miss right. me on that, please. Yeah. Uh, but you may, you might need to blame Cliff for this. Uh Cliff loses 31 to 21. Cliff and the Cardinals. Cardinals go three and six. Seattle goes six and three. Uh Bryce, I, I'm just gonna be honest with you. I just don't understand how this team just continues to get undervalued. They're six and three. Their offense is one of the best offenses in the league. I don't care that Geno Smith is the quarterback. This is one of the best offenses in the league. It's one of the best coached teams in the league. Their defense, despite the fact that they're their their defensive rankings suggest that they're not very good. Have seen some really good play from younger players, rookie players, rookie corners, uh, Jordan Brooks uh, in Wosu uh, type of talent here, Bryce. Uh, I just I just don't understand. You know, we've talked about Cliff. We've talked about the Cardinals enough. I don't feel like you and I have really given Seattle the credit that they've deserved this season. Not because I don't think you and I are impressed with them. I just think that when you're looking at the Seattle team, this is a very real six and three team. I just don't see a fluke here.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're really solid, man. Um, you know, if they happen to make the playoffs, does it hold up? I don't know, because they do have a lot of young guys in there. But I'll tell you what, I, who's been really impressive, Tariq Woolen, mm. Tariq Woolen, that mm. corner. Boy, wow. I mean, he pulled DeAndre Hopkins to four catches, 36 yards. I know he scored a touchdown, but, oh, man. From a rookie corner. DeAndre Hopkins. That's a that's. A tough task, man. <laughs> in and, his second so, game, yeah, I'm back at home. I like, yeah, I uh, I respect this. Yeah. I respect this W. I respect the record. Geno Smith. I'm happy for Geno Smith. Honestly, I really am because oh, am he too. was such a fool in New York. He was such a fool, but and, and man. I feel like he's matured a lot. Um, obviously, the guys in the locker room like him, and they're they him. around him. They love it, uh, which is is great to see. It's great to see. Man. Well, you know why they love him though? Because he wears a wristband. Selfish. Oh, did you, did you see the wristband stuff today? No. <laughs> so Pete Carroll said today in a press conference that Geno Smith wearing the wristband has helped streamline play calling. And he said previous quarterbacks. Oh, met, wow. met the idea with resistance.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> to which Russell Wilson. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I don't think Carroll's had a quarterback well, forever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Besides that's been his only quarterback. Wilson. Well, yeah. Russell Wilson fired back today and said that he won a lot of games in Seattle without a wristband. So there is obviously some animosity still there. That is very. There's such a undertone of it. And I'm waiting yeah. for it for it to blow up. I, I'm waiting for for a, a big story to drop. I know someone's working on it.
0: There's going to be a book. We can book. Uh, that. That's a book.
1: But oh, I think there'll be. A book. I think there's going to be like, you know, like one of those Van Nada stories. You know
0: what I mean? You don't think there'd be a book about what happened to the Legion of Boone Seahawks? No, no. Because that's kind of what we're still working. Because I think that that's sort of kind of what's happening. Is it starting to get more public about the coverage in that window and how those teams were envisioned and these current players are having to go through that unfairly
1: Yeah, because maybe
0: this Seattle team here, right? So I'll be honest with you. I don't see a path where they don't make the playoffs. I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I just don't see it. You got, here's your, here's your, uh, I'm, I'm done with the saints. I'm done. I've been, I've tried to stay with them. I'm done. If you're going to continue to start Andy Dalton. I'm done with you. The Packers. I'm done. Cardinals. I'm done. Bears. I'm done. Lions. I'm done. Panthers. I'm done. That's, that's dang near. That's, that's about six teams. So then the Rams, their offense is done. Washington. I just can't trust right now. Atlanta and Tampa fight it out. I don't think the two teams make it in that division price. No, I think, not. I think Seattle has a real shot of making the playoffs. I think they got a real shot and you better hope that team doesn't get a home crowd. Cause I think it's one of the best home crowds in the NFL. I could see it. I can see it. Next up, what an ugly game! Heck, um, I can't tell whether they like kind of forced this game or not with the Bucks winning sixteen to thirteen. Dear God, I mean this was really bad offense, and the Rams kind of had control of this for the most part. Then Brady, you know, they, they, they the Rams couldn't run the ball. They couldn't slow. The, they couldn't end the game. Brady just kept finding eight yard hot routes. And the Bucks moved to four and five. Bryce, I honestly have, I, I don't have much to say on this because I just don't think that this game does any, this, this game doesn't change my opinion right now. Uh, I think the Rams are not there. I think that they're uh, just not going to have it this year. And I, I think with Tampa, I just don't, I, I, this just doesn't change my mind on this team. I just don't think they're very good. I think their problems are real and I don't think they're going away.
1: No, I'm I'm the same way with you. I don't have much to say. I mean, and now Matthew Stafford is in concussion protocol and, and could miss this week's game, putting John Wolford back in the spotlight uh for this team. Who knows? Maybe that we'll might better, be the be worst honest. backup
0: quarterback in the NFL. He won a playoff game with him. I'm I'm just saying.
1: Well, this game sucks. Miss okay. me on both these teams. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Cooper Cup is carries this offense. If he doesn't make a big play, that's it.
0: Fair enough. Uh, Ravens beat the Saints 27-13. Uh, in summary, the Saints couldn't get going on offense, and the Ravens had a great defense, and it gave the Ravens, Ravens good enough time of possession, and then they just got it one the game. Uh, next up, uh, get the sack here. We kind of touched on a couple guys, but obviously, you know, we have to do the old, you know, if a guy gets fired midseason, or if a guy gets fired, we do have to discuss, discuss the part get the sack segment it from Saturday's perspective, but let's talk about it from Reich's perspective. Uh, Zach, did he, or Bryce, did he really deserve the uh, get to sack here? And, and how would you like to prepare your opening statement?
1: Oh, I like pressed by this. Okay. Frank, you're a good head coach for us. I appreciate all that you've done. You didn't deserve what happened to you. You know, had Andrew Luck not retired, this might've gone very, very differently. I don't blame you for this. I blame you for some of it, but I don't blame you for the entire thing, but it has run its course. I respect you. You always have a special place in my heart. I will never despise you unless you unless we are playing against you. Frank, I bid you farewell. Happy trails, my man. It's been fun.
0: Anyway. Wow. I, respe- I, 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 wonderful I respect. One, wonderful okay. I do. I respect Wonderful opening statement. I do.
1: I, the way I see it is this, it was, it's coming anyway. Things are not going well. He, Frank, Greg did do this. He did sell us on this team. He's been selling us on this team for the past couple of years. Yeah. He stood up for Carson Wentz. That didn't pan out. He then tried to sell us our offensive line to Matt Ryan. That didn't pan out. Right. And he goes up there after every single loss and says the exact same thing. I'm going to tell you fans, front office staff players, they don't want to hear the same old stuff. Mm. And that's a frustration. And, I guess better time than not to, to just make a move instead of just watching us crumble under the pressure or, or crumble every single game offensively. When Frank Reich, who is touted as a, an offensive creative mind, doesn't know how to use Naeem Hines, one of the most you know dynamic backs in the league where you can use them inside and out. You can't figure out how to use them. It's time. It was just time. And I, I didn't expect uh. it to be midseason. I, I will say that. I didn't expect it to be midseason. I'm not shocked by it, but I didn't expect that. And now there's two openings in the NFL this offseason. Just didn't expect it to be the Colts. Nathaniel Hackett outlasted Frank Reich this season. McDee has outlasted Frank Reich this season. Cliff Kingsbury has even outlasted Frank Reich this season. That was not on my bingo card. Wow. So there you go, Caleb. I bid you farewell. Proper burial.
0: Send you out to sea. Frank, I I bashed your team. I bashed you from the moment you made the deal with Carson Wentz. And I made my co-host look like a freaking fool for three years. I I, for the most part, have made him And all Colts fans dread and sorrow because of your inability to make the right move at quarterback despite your fans being convinced that you found a quarterback. Bryce, he totally, totally deserved the sack. It's the most conservative organization in football. They refuse to make risks, and Reich was almost had almost everything to do with it. He had he had so much to do with this this non-risk stuff, family-friendly type of atmosphere with their moves, No rated R risks. Price, this was a total collapse under Reich in his last season. Bryce, I actually thought this team had a chance because I thought this division was so bad. Well, you need to eat it on your number which, one once seed again, prediction. Which, once again, I think that Reich being unable to stay through the course <laughs> makes it worth the miss because the Indianapolis Colts are a team that Bryce has to sit there and suffer through again and again and again with incompetent coaching Coming from a guy that, that doesn't even have a team. You don't even have a team, clown. With horrible roster management. You don't and even. a mismanagement in money and finances. Price, it is my privilege and honor. It is my privilege and honor to tell you Colts fans that all of my three to four years of talking about this team, it just came true this week. That's all. That's all I got. A, I got like a crystal ball, just hanging, and the crystal ball was telling me for years and years and years that I was going to be right. I just had to trust it, trust it, soak it in, trust it, and all I did after three or four years was continue to prove why your cult just didn't cut it. Yeah. Well, you Next know what? Up. If
1: we win, if we win Sunday, I want a one-minute monologue.
0: You're not going to get, you, you know, you're going to get a win because what? Because your team's more motivated for, for hiring Saturday. Is that all I just, it is? No, I'm saying I want my one minute monologue. Oh my gosh. Whatever you say, whatever you say, I'm, I, whatever you say, let's make a game out of this. Then let's make a game out of this. Even though I, I ain't, I hate betting McD. I hate betting McD. But yeah, all right, yeah, let's yeah. make if a game out of this. McD, let's, I mean, make a game. let's, let's make a game out of this. All right. So if the Raiders win. So you, you do a monologue. We're doing this on the record for you folks. I'll give you if a one-minute monologue. Win, so the Colts win. I get to gloat. You get to gloat? Yes. And I was what about me being wrong on this? What about no, what? I No, I just get to gloat that we won and that we're not an absolute train wreck. Okay. And then I get, so then you give me another minute to talk about it again. Yeah. Uninterrupted. Sure. But Neil, you're here first. Next up. Um, Bryce, a uh, guy that's been, you know, pretty known to be on the hot seat here is uh, potentially a get the sack candidate for you here. He might be a uh, rumor is he has a TV show coming so-
1: yes 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 all cliff kingsbury our 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 hbo reality star premieres tonight in fact it's already out as soon as we get off that pod i'll probably watch that maybe i don't know we'll see i might have to wait till tomorrow i gotta get to bed here soon uh but uh cliff three and six cliff Three and six, you finally achieved your your uh, your Hollywood stardom. Um, congratulations, I must say. But this is not going well, and now Kyler has a hamstring injury. Like I predicted, that he will have some. Honestly, random yeah, you did. just flares yeah, yeah. up. Yeah, I'll give. Um, and here we are. Here we are, uh, midway through the season, and Kyler Murray's got a hamstring injury. So um, this is not going to get better. Um, it's actually going to get worse before it gets better um, because you have upcoming the Rams, the 49ers, the chargers, the Patriots. Those are your next four.
0: That's hard. Very, very hard. I don't know how much wins are in that. You could argue like maybe less than like two.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So Cliff Kingsbury will be fired. Um, my, my week eight prediction did not come true. Although I had a very strong case for it.
0: I think you did. I, I I'm not judging you for that. I respected you. I respect you too much for that. Uh, but I didn't respect you at all for your opinions on the Colts last three years. Yeah, Look, when it it's comes cruel. to a get the sack candidate for me, uh, I'm, I'm going to take uh, I'm, I'm going to take Dennis Allen. And it's honestly for one reason. It's going to be one reason. You know why? Oh, why? Andy Dalton over Jameis Winston, which, Bryce, please eat it on Andy Dalton sitting there talking to me like he's a teeter-totter starter. Andy Dalton is not a teeter-totter starter. He's not a teeter-totter starter. He's not a guy that you're sitting there and saying, like Tim Wakefield, throwing the knuckleball six, every two weeks. Dalton is not Dal- – Dalton is no business being the starter here. In fact, they're going to have Dalton Schapker, a, a oh, person that's my. been on this podcast on multiple occasions, be the starting quarterback over Andy Dalton. Jameis Winston should be the quarterback here, and this team would be actually able to hit our prediction – of making the division. I'm refusing to bet Andy Dalton when a game is close. There's no reason. I don't see the point of what they're doing right now with this good roster and defense. Uh, I just think the the quarterback position and the, the management that Dennis Allen has had with it is the reason that they are three and six. And anyway, let's get to the mailbag, which I'm really excited for how this was brought to us today. Uh, there was plenty of effort Put together for this mailbag uh i'm, I'm so excited for it uh, uh bryce i don't even know how you do you know much about this mailbag do you know anything about the mailbag at I all? i know
1: a little bit about the mailbag i know that uh, we need a little help because our schedules got a little full um sure. so so we employed a little bit of help this week we did uh we had a good friend of the show zach griffith we did um go through the mailbag for us, yes. Um, we and choose appreciate. the best ones. We always appreciate uh Mr. Griffith um helping us out when we can. And Absolutely. I must say, um, he let me know that he found some pretty good ones um that we'd be very interested in. So I agree, funny.
0: I agree. So let's get into this one. Let's get into this one. Um, let's go into this one first, Linsanity. As a concerned fan of the game, I'd like to point out that the Bucs were once again gifted of victory this Sunday. <laughs> Did nothing ever come out of the Mike Evans autograph investigation? Because <laughs> Bruce Arians wait is going to be waiting quietly in the shadows. Sincerely, John Doe. P.S. Are the Rams done now? Does Tampa have a shot at the division? Sincerely, John Doe. Bryce... What would you like to say to John?
1: Oh, Mr. John Doe. I mean, uh, no, nothing came of the Mike Evans thing. Apparently, they Mike Evans wants golf lessons, and the refs just happen to know some some golfing pros to help him with us. I don't buy that one second. Um, miss me on that, please. Um, are the Rams done? Yeah. If Matthew Stafford's missing a game. Rams are done. I just don't I just don't see it. The
0: Bucks. It'd be disgusting to bet the Rams right now.
1: It would be absolutely disgusting. I think it's yeah, also really disgusting at the Ra- that the Bucks gotta win. Um this team looks lifeless. Uh you're moving off I of agree. I agree. You're, mo- you're moving off of Leonard Fournette, which I think is yeah. a joke. Um
0: For Rashad White.
1: Yeah. And I like Rashad White. I like Rashad White, but that's a lot though. Miss me. Just miss me on both these teams. I hope both
0: them miss the playoffs. Fair enough. Uh, next one. Uh, this was like in a really nice envelope. Like this one was like in such a high dollar envelope. Like only certain people, certain people in certain roles would have the ability oh. to write this letter and send it to us like this. Oh. Gentlemen, as you know, it's with great sadness that is decided to part ways with Frank is <laughs> the fourth winningest franchise since 2000. We simply cannot tolerate a, a, a losing culture here in Indianapolis. Um, despite not winning at the level since the 2009 season, but that is beside the point. I've read things of people saying that I'm not of sound mind, uh, that maybe my grip on the steering wheel is getting shaky. This is totally false. Indianapolis is a, is a great is a great state and provided the Colts with a great home. Since Johnny Unitas was throwing dimes back in the RCA dome. I also believe some of this blame is unwarranted. I mean, how can I plan for 29 year old quarterback retiring on me in his prime? I have the utmost confidence in Jeff Thursday to lead our Colts to victory over Oakland this weekend. How about you put some money down? Give me a, (laughs) idea of some possible candidates for next year since Chris will no longer be I mean just give me some suggestions sincerely Joe Mercy. What a powerful letter here for Mersey Bryce. Yeah. Dear God um
1: okay my first two phone calls okay have to be have to be just to check even if it's not a reality you have to check Sean Payton my second call,
0: Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, okay, fine. All right. I actually really like that idea. I actually think that's a good idea for you, which I would, because hey, that could make sense. That would make a lot of sense. It makes right? a lot of sense. Colts connection. It? Yeah, I, I actually agree with that. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, can I counter? Can I counter? You better hope they don't make the playoffs. You don't want Michigan to matter. make the playoffs. I'm saying you don't want Michigan to make the playoffs. I don't. If, I don't think that's going to matter though. All right, fair enough. You think he just
1: wants to jump? I think he does. I think he's waiting for the right situation, though. And I feel like the Colts are because think about this. Think about he this. Does okay, have a lot of ties? Well, let, let's. But but let's also let's <sighs> a lot of ties. Shut up. Uh, let's think yes. about this. Think about M- Michigan as a football team. Okay, you you watch college football, don't you? Yeah. Okay, you watch college football. Okay, here we go. All right, Michigan is a run first team. What do the Colts have?
0: An offensive line, An offensive line,
1: they, well, that, and Jonathan well, Taylor. That's right? what they want to build. Correct. Yeah. And we have Jonathan Taylor, right? What is What does Michigan
0: also usually have? Really good offensive line and a strong running game. Okay, but what else? Like a really good defensive line. Exactly. What do we have? Very good defensive line.
1: Yes. A good. Just a good defense as a whole. Yeah. This This team. I think is, is a perfect match for Jim Harbaugh. Hmm. Wow. And, and honestly, think about his 49ers teams for a second.
0: Are you calling up his agent?
1: I would think, think about it. Think about it, Caleb. What did, what, what did the 49ers, what was, I like what was it. their thing? I, they had a really good defense, yeah. right? And yeah. they had a really good run game with Frank Gore.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: I, I see a lot of similarities. If, if this is the spot, if, if, if Jim Harbaugh, if maybe he, he's telling the truth and he's not interested in the NFL, but if he is, yeah. if he is interested in the NFL, this would be the spot for him. I think it's tailor-made.
0: I don't, I don't hate it. Uh, I, think, I think Harbaugh would be a good candidate there. Um, I think that it would be the flashy one for them. Mm -hmm. uh i also think i could also i I think really the summary of this is they need to go i think outside of the organization bring in someone that could bring a totally different perspective kind of wash it over a little bit Mm -hmm. that's my big thing Mm -hmm. next up uh this one's the long one uh, because it's been submitted for review i don't really know how we got this one but it did say lindsay on it so i just figured i need to Read it, okay. uh, Lynn. Sanity. Can you take a look at this for me? Because I just want to make sure everything sounds right. Thanks, Cliff. Uh, the title of this is called "The Last Will and Testament of Cliff Timothy Murray." <laughs> Who it may concern, it is with a heavy heart that I accept that this will be my final stand with the Arizona Cardinals. I leave behind a incredibly dedicated, talent and driven quarterback in Kyler Murray who is undoubtedly worth the contract that I awarded to him, that, that was awarded to him. I wish him nothing but the best. And, you know, as he continues to answer the call of duty, that is beautiful, game asks of him, including what the PS4 asks of him. I also leave behind my father, Sean McVay. To him, I wish to say that it has been nothing short of a privilege to lose to you and the Rams year in and year out without fail. I especially want to thank him for the absolute drubbing he handed me in my playoff debut, a 25-point loss for those who may have forgotten. However, despite these shortcomings, I'd like to point out the great things that I've left behind. First, the James Conner extension for three years, which will age splendidly. Of course, the addition of Robbie Anderson, a model locker room presence, and finally going winless in our division up to this point. I hope my spirit will live on with this team and fan base, Best regards to Vance Joseph, my future replacement. <laughs> <laughs> Bryce, what do you what do you have to say uh in
1: review to this? Um, just submit it, man. Sign the paperwork. Just submit it. Nothing sign the paperwork. That. Absolutely, sign I, the paperwork. I,
0: I, I, I think it just needs to be submitted as is. I didn't find any uh, significant errors. Uh, I will say, uh, I wish it would mention uh, his college record at Texas Tech uh, oh. because I, I think that would be interesting. Uh, I, uh, because that did apparently jump him to the NFL. Uh, and so I do think that has a chance to uh, be something to mention uh so without yeah that that's what, that's it without further ado i'm I'm really excited about this coming these next coming weeks. uh we are looking to you know look into some guest opportunities. uh I have been talking uh to some people uh within our network uh about uh guesting. I know they're excited for it uh, so I'm very excited to kind of see uh how that turns up. uh, you will know when they are on because obviously we will introduce them uh so without further ado. Uh, Bryce, it was a privilege to uh, to have you on today. Thank you, Caleb. It was a pleasure.
1: We talked about a lot, covered a lot. Pleasure as always.